Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. The Pioneer Press had another uh, front page story about Keeler's problems. Uh, he is now decrying the way MPR is handling these assault allegations, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I, I only took one thing away from the from this piece today. I'll get it. I'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Uh, he said uh, about uh, well, which women? Which the staffer? I, I'm hesitant to discuss this because there's part of me that wonders, not believes, but wonders if Keeler is somewhat enjoying this. Oh, what do you mean? By keeping his name on the front page. Oh, by staying uh, by staying relevant. Remember when he sued a neighbor for building a garage, and he came up with this preposterous nonsense yes. that that it was blocking his sunlight. His, day, his sunlight, yeah. Couldn't couldn't have his tea or whatever the hell. It I was. thought that. And I thought to myself, Precious. I thought, you know, it's almost coming from a guy who says to himself, "I haven't been on the front page for a while," and and now I'm wondering, although. Hmm. You wouldn't want to put yourself through this, would you? Well, no, but um, his his reaction was very his reaction to being completely eliminated from all uh, MPR uh, was well. We'll wait and see here. I don't think he came out of the gate fast enough. If if he if he believes, as he says, he's quoted here, uh, if I'm guilty of harassment, then every employee who ever stole a pencil is guilty of embezzlement. And he said regarding a woman uh, uh, who brought accusations of impropriety to NPR against Keeler, he said of her, our friendship, which was mutual, reciprocal, and respectful, continued in frequent emails about our kids and travel and family things that continued to my last show and beyond. Keeler wrote, she signed her emails, I love you, and she asked if her daughter could be hired to work here and so forth. If I am guilty of harassment, then every employee who stole a pencil is guilty of embezzlement. Well, if that's true... Then what? This is a pretty interesting mystery. You don't know where to which zigger zag. I mean, this isn't that doctor molesting gymnasts, right? This isn't Harvey Weinstein uh, doing whatever God's or- name he did. What if that's true? That he had a consensual, respectful friendship. I don't know about sexual activity. It's it, that's a cartoon bubble. I can't go there. Uh, <laughs> But if that's true, what the hell? He's got he's got a case. What 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 are they doing getting rid of him? And not only getting rid of him, renaming it a uh, uh, dis. It's as if he was vacated, like the uh, Gophers in '99. Mm-hmm. Everything he, he never existed. He's outside. He, they took all his trophies out of the case. Right. Basically, it's a, it, it again. I'm I'm hesitant because, uh, well, I'm not hesitant. He's such a He's such a figure of Minnesota culture uh, that uh, his dilemma begs discussion. But if he if he's telling the truth, what the hell did he get fired for? Yeah. Uh, and uh, who's the NPR uh, CEO? John McTaggart defends the company's decision to end its longstanding relationship with Keeler. 
McTaggart wrote that NPR's decision was based on an internal investigation into the accusations, which included dozens of sexually inappropriate incidents over a period of years. All right. Uh, in an email on Thursday, an NPR spokeswoman declined to comment further. Uh, and they, they do owe us some comment. It's because your tax dollars in some right. measure pay for this operation. The nicest equipment, the nicest everything. I looked up Keeler's net worth just for fun. Yeah. On celebrity net worth. I have no idea how reliable that site is. I'm, I don't know either. I was shocked, though. I, I am. So I'm to the point now where I think it's not reliable because they have Keeler with a net worth of $5 million. I would have bet you it's $25 million to $50 million. Right. He's had best-selling books. He's been doing this albums, since the mid-'80s. CDs. You kidding me? Countrywide. He, he made NPR. He's their franchise. Right. $5 million? Funny how fast they dropped him. Hell, you're worth $5 million. Really? Well... Everybody's, show worth, me the gold, everybody's worth more than they think they are when you start adding up your stuff. And you're worth more dead than alive. <laughs> Wait, that was just a movie. Where Oh, I was going to get to the what I took from this story. Uh, Keeler's statement did not address any of the new allegations uh, against Keeler, published and aired Tuesday in an article by NPR News, which operates independently of NPR Corporate. Citing interviews with more than 60 people, NPR News reported that its own investigation uncovered a years-long pattern of behavior that left several women who worked for Keeler feeling mistreated, sexualized, or belittled. Okay, I, I don't know. It detailed several examples of misconduct dating back to the 90s. Among them was an incident. Well, here's another one I don't get. Among them was an incident in which Keeler wrote a sexually explicit limerick on a whiteboard at his St. Paul bookstore, Common Good Books, allegedly about one of his young female employees. Fearing reprisals from Keeler if it was removed, the bookstore staff left the poem on the whiteboard but covered it up with books and a portrait of F. Scott Fitzgerald, according to the NPR News report. Linda Keelerberg, Keeler's sister who works as a communications consultant, said that while Keeler did write the limerick, it was not about an employee and was immediately removed. How afraid of him are those employees? He he owns the bookstore. Yeah. And he writes a limerick on the the whiteboard. Yeah. I once was a man from Nantucket. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you know, maybe that's stupid. Maybe that was stupid for him to do. But what if it wasn't about... An employee in the bookstore. Hmm. If you own the place, you can exercise your stupidity. And then those customers can say, I'm not going to patronize Hey, I don't like what this moron has written on his whiteboard here. Who wrote that? And they say, well, uh, the owner. Well, what the hell's wrong with him? I'm not shopping here anymore. That's how that's handled. Hmm. I I don't, this is a, I think this is a. (laughs) This is weird. Quite a mystery, isn't it? It is because we don't know anything. Mm Mm-hmm. NPR News also reported that Keeler had consensual romantic relationships with at least two female subordinates at his company, Prairie Home Productions. You know, there's companies buried within companies here. I know, and you're I, telling me his net worth's five million? Right. I don't uh, I don't believe that. I don't believe it either. I believe it's considerably more. Which is neither here nor there. 
well, let me let me let me let me try to uh, understand why I became interested in his net worth. Uh, I guess I was interested in it because I'm trying to determine uh, what a cash cow uh, this has been for him. Oh, because because him being um, um, omitted, we were talking off the air. He probably salted away a whole bunch of money. He doesn't have to work anymore. That's why it came up. Yeah. Uh, and if in fact. He had relationships with subordinates that were consensual. What? Why is that a problem? It's going to be a problem at his own dining room table, but I don't understand why he got fired. I, I just, well, I, obviously we don't know. Here's the part I took away from the story. Uh, keeping in mind that I don't contribute to NPR for a couple of reasons. Oh, chief among them, they get tax dollars. So, of course, I am already contributing. I don't care if they get a dollar. That's a dollar more than Hubbard Broadcasting gets from you, and that's a dollar more than the Pioneer Press gets from the public. So I'm not contributing any. And the second reason is why in God's name would I contribute to a competitor? I've been in their newsroom. It's better staffed and with more updated equipment than most newspapers in the country. So bleep them. They're not getting a nickel from me. But here's another reason why I wouldn't contribute, and maybe this would alarm some euphorians. NPR mm-hmm. uh, News also reported that Keeler had consensual romantic relationships with at least two female subordinates at his company, Prairie Home Productions. In 2009, one of them was offered sixteen grand with a non-disclosure agreement and a new work contract, all of which she declined. According to the NPR News report, Eric Nielsen, a Minneapolis attorney who has provided outside legal counsel to Prairie Home Productions since 2002, disputed the characterization of the 16000 as hush money. Nielsen said the woman's 2008 contract, that's 10 years ago, okay. stipulated that if it was terminated with, without 60 days notice, she was entitled to 60 days pay equal to about sixteen grand. That's almost a hundred grand a year. They're paying subordinates, whatever that means, a hundred grand a year, ninety-six grand a year, whatever twelve times eight is. If it's two months pay, sixteen grand, that's eight grand a month. Twelve times eight is what? Ninety-six? Yeah. Very good, by the way. Is it ninety six? Yeah, because yeah. ten to be eighty. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, I'm not uh I don't begrudge what anybody makes. Uh, go ahead and make all the money you can. Right. But again, this is this is taxpayers. This is a taxpayer-supported outfit. Uh, what what kind of outfit is able to pay its subordinates, whatever that meant? For all I know, she ran around and got people coffee, or for all I know, she wrote the scripts. I have no idea. But let's say she ran around and got the coffee. Wow. That's 96 Gs a year? Yeah. And you're paying for that if you send them a contribution. The hell with them. The other thing that bothers me, as long as I'm I knew this, I'm going after this job's done. <laughs> The other thing that bothers me is they say they don't have sponsorship. The hell they don't. They're lying. Yeah, they just call them benefactors right. Right. instead of clients. Who have? Who are you who kidding? Have maybe given an in-kind donation of X amount. What a bunch of BS. Oh, look at the clock. Just a moment. I'll get to your calls. I apologize. I got long-winded. It keeps going on, and then it shuts off. I got Reavers in here working on something. Oh, that beautiful picture on that TCL. Who am I taking? You're going to take Warren on four, please. Warren, go ahead, please. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. 
giant-sized point here, Joe. Uh, NPR, to make their case against Mr. Keeler, has released uh, these reports of his past uh, transgressions. Yeah. Okay. When is NPR going to be held culpable for the cover-up? I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not following you. Okay. Well, if they have these reports of his prior behavior while he worked at NPR, oh, I see. Are they, are they not guilty of hiding this stuff for the decades that this allegedly went on? Well, you you raise a great point. Yes, of course they are. If that's the, yeah. if that's the I'd case, like to yeah. see, love to see someone hold their feet to the fire on that. All right. Thank you, Philip. Yeah, Joe, you were talking about uh, why has he been erased off of NPR in that open letter uh, Matei wrote uh, that that uh, you're talking about his net worth as well. He owns all of his shows and all that and his media companies, and he's taken it off. He, that's why he's been erased off NPR. He won't allow it be, to be used anymore. Well, that's not the way I read it. NPR is the one that made the decision not to use it anymore. Well, they they but in the letter, if you read the letter, they say they've what tried letter? To what letter? What letter? What there's letter? The, there's an open letter that uh, NPR's uh, head has sent out to the to the listeners, mm-hmm. and you can go on their website and read that. Right. And uh, in in that letter, they talk about they've tried to reach an agreement with with him to keep that stuff uh, available, and and his his counsel has said, you know, so far they've not allowed that to happen. So that's why he's been taken off of everything. All right, thank you. Dan. Afternoon, Joe. Hi. Uh, Say, Keeler has allegations heading upwards of uh, 60 to to various uh, reports on that. So this isn't uh, an isolated incident that probably dovetails into what the previous caller said, that they're referring to his body of work through the years as a whole. Uh, So they probably are just pulling the plug to the culmination of everything that they've They've got uh, through their investigations. All right, thank you. I I don't know. I didn't read McTaggart's letter. I'm reading what I can read in the the newspapers, which have always been fawning and and uh, available uh, to Keeler's uh, slightest whims. And uh, I have no earthly idea. It just seems strange to me. The whole thing seems strange. Sure, I see. What, I know what you're saying. What's that guy's name? Uh, his name is Paul, and it's it's off the subject, but it it, it might. Um, he just left the roast. Uh, I, I think it might be worthy of a of a phone call. Paul. Hey, Joe. Hi. Uh, this thing was unbelievable. They had a guy came out as Pat in a in a turkey costume and drinking out of a tangerine bottle. The whole place was just on the ground laughing. It was unbelievable. He was telling some. He was, it sounded just like Pat. It was like it was like Pat in the in. I, it's like he was ventriloquist. It was unbelievable. <laughs> this is the Roycey roast, roast for the Minutemen at Mancini's. Yeah, it was. I mean, they had 150 people there, and it was it was uh, you know sold out. And, Wonderful. But it was unbelievable. I mean, that couldn't have been more fun after he got up. But this guy is Pat. I just I, I just still beside myself. I mean, my two friends were both were 80 years old, and I I just about puked up a lung. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't believe it. All right. Thank you. I've, yeah. I've heard that guy. It's just the guy fa- I'm thinking of. Yeah. He does a, a fantastic, he's better than Patrick. I disagree. I not, I don't, I don't mean to be at a war with this guy. I don't know him. I'm yeah. not ripping him. Yeah. Uh, I've heard him do it and I, you're far better. 
Well, you have to eat humble pie when you do an impersonation, and you never want to pat yourself on the back. So you're always your own worst critic when yeah. you're. Yeah. Unless you're with Frank Caliendo, he just tells you like it is. Right. You sucked at Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Uh, uh, that guy's pretty good, though. I, I think he is. Uh, Do we have any of it on tape? Uh, can I, you refresh my memory? Maybe I'm, I wouldn't know where to find it. Maybe to, I'm underestimating the guy. Didn't he used to call uh, KQ? Is that where I uh, would he have would heard call him? K, uh, the fan. The fan? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard him, and I, I never got why people thought it was so dead on. Well, I, if he was listening, I wish he'd call Lynn to give us a report. Oh, that would be fun if he did. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know his name. Uh, you know, I, I've never met I've never met I don't know that I've met is, him. Reaver, is Reavers available? Can he hear us? Reavers might know his name. Is he Ra's come? coming in. Yeah. You know hey. his name, Ra? He he probably has a little more information about him than Hey Bra. Yes, would. sir. Who's the guy who does the Roycey imitation? I don't know that we can say his name. Why not? But you know his name? Off the air, tell us. Yeah, I'll we'll tell you yeah. off the air. I wish he'd call. Because I believe he, he wants to remain uh, uh, anonymous. However, I will say that he used to well, it's do... it's not like he's doing the Pope or, you know, No, Bob I know, Pope I or... know. But uh, he also used to do picks with Patrick. Well, God when, bless him for listening. When and Roycey that's... and Mackie were, uh, were on the show together. Yeah, that's... Uh, let's do go the to other Patrick. One, you got to do the other one, bro. Yeah. Hello? Just leaving this roast. I'm just leaving this roast right now and... Uh, uh, boy, it was unbelievable. These guys really put me to task. Well, uh, those LED all he was talking about, written all this stuff all over it, and uh, Pepsi caps everywhere. It was unbelievable. So you enjoyed it, Pat? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, most of the guys that they've given a recognition to are dead. So I said, my God, I hope this stuff's more telling of what's going to happen. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Well, I, I, uh, I, what about the, were you in the turkey suit or was that a different guy? No, they had a guy that came there. This is uh, my buddy that used to work over at the Vikings. Uh, he came there and did it on my calling. I asked the guy to come over and do it as a favor to me. So, uh, he, did a, he did a hell of a job. I know Katie was like, you know, why are you going to have this guy, this dope, come over there and do this thing, make yeah. it look like an idiot. But, uh, are, are you coming in to do the shift here or are you just going to uh, sail away on a Friday afternoon now? Uh, well, I'm going out to Mall of America right now to try and dig up a credential. I guess I got to go out there and collect that thing. So right. once I do that, I got to go home and uh, Man City. So they're going to send over a case of uh, empty Tangeray over to my house. So. <laughs> I'll see you Monday then. Thanks, Pat. All right, Pat. See you Thank you, Pat. Yeah. Uh, Garage Logic will be back shortly. Yes, sir. But now, thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, it's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and your increasingly valuable portfolio. You know, I'm sure that roast was pretty funny, but I would wager that it wasn't as funny as the Matt Lauer roast in New York 10 years ago. <laughs> no, I bet yeah. not. You guys need to look that one up one of these days. Uh, we're looking at a pretty good day to end the week. We may see record highs for all three stock indexes today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average right now up a healthy at 172 points. The NASDAQ Composite up 75. That's 1%. And the S&P 500 holding on to a 26-point gain. So things are looking pretty good. Economic Economic growth slowed just a bit during the final three months of 2017, but extended one of the economy's best stretches in recent years. The Commerce Department said gross domestic product, the measure of all goods and services produced, rose at a 2.6% annual rate in the fourth quarter. That failed to match the more than 3% growth in the spring and summer quarters, but output was up 2.5% for all of 2017. That was the most in three years. Anheuser-Busch InBev is sidelining its famous cloud 
Clydesdale horses for Super Bowl 52 and instead will highlight its philanthropic efforts as the beer company tries to resuscitate the Budweiser brand after a decades-long slump. A perennial fan favored on Super Bowl Sunday, the horses made their big game debut in 1975 and have been in more than 40 Super Bowl commercials over the years, but not this year. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, Bruce. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back here about uh, a shake of a lamb's tail. But uh, i got to tell you one more thing. That's uh, going to be off today. was at the roast, and uh, we'll be back. He will be back for Saturday morning sports talk. Search your boy and garage logic. We'll be right back after this. Don't, uh, don't go anyway. Uh, Ruck, uh, Ruck, go ahead and hit the button. Commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. Here's Chris Reavers in the John Hyde Newsroom. Thank you, Joe. And this report is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, proud sponsors of The Beer Show, Thursday nights on 1500 ESPN. The Wolves, they could not keep pace with the NBA champs last night. They fell 126-113 to 113 in Golden State. Kevin Durant led the way for the Warriors with 29 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns had 31 points and 11 rebounds in the losing effort for the Wolves. Uh, the Wolves off tonight before they return home to host Brooklyn tomorrow night. Tip from Target Center is at 8 p.m. The Wild dropped their fifth out of their last sixth on the road last night in Pittsburgh. The Penguins chased goalie Devin Dubnik, who allowed four goals in the first period and a half. Alex Stalock replaced him, and he wasn't much better, allowing two goals in the third. Wild scored a couple late to make it a 6-3 final. They are now off on their All-Star break. The All-Star game will be held Sunday in Tampa Bay, and you can hear it right here at 2.30 p.m. Wild currently tied with Colorado and Anaheim for 8th place at 57 points. However, Colorado has the game in hand. Uh, Gopher men's hockey, they host number 1 Notre Dame this weekend. Puck drop from Mary Cherie and tonight is at 7 p.m. and can be watched on ESPN2. Former Viking Hall of Fame defensive end Chris Dolman had successful surgery to remove a brain tumor yesterday in Atlanta. Dolman played nine season for, seasons for the Vikings, excuse me, from 1985 to 1993 before he was traded to the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, yes, the cold weather that they're forecasting apparently, yes. Well, there's a scenario playing out here that uh, is kind of worst case scenario for those scalpers. Really, it's beginning to wreak havoc on the most sought after sports ticket in America, and short prices are sliding. And there's indications it's going to get worse. The get-in seats for Super Bowl 52 have already dipped nearly 40% since the morning of the NFC Championship game when the cheapest seats were selling for just north of $4,900. As of Thursday night, the get-in prices had fallen to just over $3,000. And I just checked before I came in. Why? Because a couple of things. The forecasted cold weather. The fact that the Vikings are no longer, you know, uh, in the running to make it here. Um... And I noticed this last year. I talked to a couple of New England fans down in Houston. Most of the New England fans, they've already been there and done that. And the Eagle fans aren't really traveling, apparently. That's according to this piece that was uh, from Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports. So does that mean uh, our cut of the check isn't going to be that big? We're, we're not going to get I don't know. You know what that might mean? That the average guy could go down there and get a ticket that's, for about 50 bucks. That's that's kind of what I was thinking, Joe, because uh, they're, they ta- uh, Charles talked to three different brokers who are still sitting on inventory. Uh, they had varying targets on a basement price for the cheapest seats. Two put the target between $2,200 and $2,700, or 
One was far less optimistic, saying that he believes $2,000 is a more realistic asking price uh, on game day, which is stunning considering that, uh, like I said a week ago, it was 4900 bucks just to get in the door. If you need tickets, you go to the Ticket King. They advertise on this radio show. Let me ask you something. What? Would you rather have a ticket to the Super Bowl or the seventh game of the World Series? Okay, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Is either of the local teams playing in it? Uh, yes. In, in both let's cases. Say, let's oh, say the Vikings are in the Super Bowl yep. and the Twins are in the World Series. Oh, what do you want? Do you want a, a ticket to the Super Bowl or a ticket to that seventh game in the World Series? Seventh game. I'm going World Series. You know what? If the Wild are in it and the, and the Vikings are in it, do you want a uh, Super Bowl ticket or the seventh game of the Stanley Cup? Stanley Cup. I'm going Stanley Cup. I disagree with both of you. Well, that's fine. I think I would do Super Bowl just only because, and I love baseball, so it is a hard one for me. That shocks me that you wouldn't take. But, but here's, but we've, I've seen a Twins. I've seen the Twins play in the World Series. I've yeah. seen them win the World Series twice. I've never seen the Vikings play in a Super Bowl. I know, Bowl. but TV is superior to watching the football game. Uh, I was just going to say. Uh, that's that's Made what I factored for in for my made-for-TV at Game Seven of both of those uh, series. Uh, you would have a fan involvement in the Super Bowl. There's well, too the Vi- much well, extracurriculars no, said, going on. I said, I said, the Vikings are in it. You'd, you'd have fan involvement. But I'm going baseball, hockey. I'd probably even take a seventh game NBA Finals. Ah, uh, Super Bowl there. No, not me. I, I, well, maybe it's because I'm spoiled. I've been to so many of them that it's not that big of a deal to me. Okay, if you don't have a a fan, a hometown team in those, does that still Remain the same for you. I'd still probably go Super Bowl. I would only because I would be more tempted to go to the Super Bowl than I would a Game Seven if I didn't have a rooting interest. I, I if if the Vikings are involved, I would pick the Super okay. Bowl again because it's so unique. I I haven't seen it yet All at right. this point. Or would you rather have like more, a meat grinder, more news, blender? <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, officials uh, officials excuse me expect nearly seventy thousand passengers to depart MSP the Monday after the big game. That's about double an average day there, and it amounts to roughly three thousand. Security screenings per hour. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advertise that. It sounds awkward. It sounds as though you're saying these people can't wait to get the hell out of here. <laughs> they can't get out of here fast enough. Well, but a lot of people, I bet, would leave the night of the game. I don't know. Don't you think? Well, maybe not. Because the game on what be kind so of late. Situ- you know, right? Yeah. Three thousand screenings per hour. Hmm. Uh, Authorities in Mankato say a person has come forward regarding a suspected hit-and-run incident Wednesday in which an 88-year-old man was killed. A release from the city of Mankato states 36-year-old Abby Marie Zelmer was arrested Thursday night. No charges have yet been filed. Law enforcement personnel are still processing the vehicle believed to have been involved in the incident. Police said in an early release that officers responded to a medical call on East Main Street at around 1.20 a.m. on Wednesday. There they found a man that lay dead in traffic. He was later identified as William Mayer of Mankato. Would you take a Super Bowl ticket or a final round inside the ropes pass at the Masters? Inside the ropes. Super Bowl. <laughs> Masters, I'm for sure. Masters. Yep. Authorities in- Not, and, and by inside the ropes, I mean you could walk the 18 holes. I don't. I'm not. I don't think such a ticket exists. But let's say it did. Masters is on my bucket list, but I'd still take the Super Bowl. All right. Authorities in Texas captured an escaped inmate as he ran back towards the prison with a duffel bag full of booze and food on Wednesday. 
Jefferson County deputies and U.S. Marshals arrested a federal inmate outside the prison as he was running back to the prison with the bag of contraband items. Isn't that one of the Dilly Dilly ads? Oh, where he comes back. Comes back. Comes back. To the torture chamber. He's got the Bud Light. (laughs) You're right, it is. Uh, Joshua Hansen, 25, of Dallas, was serving a federal prison sentence for narcotics charges, and he was arrested and booked in the Jefferson County Correctional Center. Crime just doesn't pay. My favorite story of the day, boys. Okay. U.S. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Kathy Stepp wore a fake nose and sunglasses to try to help her daughter pass a 2011 Wisconsin driving test after she failed her initial attempt. Step had her daughter, Hannah, introduce her when she addressed her staff for the first time January 11th after President Donald Trump appointed the former Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources secretary to the EPA Region 5 administrator, according to the Chicago Tribune. Staffers were nervous about meeting her because she had left jobs unfilled at the Wisconsin DNR and scrubbed language stating that humans are causing climate change from the agency's website, the paper reported. During the introduction, Hannah Stepp said that her mother wore the fake nose and sunglasses so that she could follow someone taking the Wisconsin driver's test. She said that she had failed her first test and her mother wanted to learn the route to help her practice for her second attempt, which she passed. She told the newspaper that her mom always carries a fake nose around. There was no immediate comment from the EPA. I'm not sure I understood a word of that. Really? What Did she cheat? To help her daughter pass the driver's test? A government employee wearing the fake nose no, no, and the Groucho did, but, Marx mask so that she could learn the secret route of the driving test to help her daughter? I guess. That doesn't I, do I, much I, for that, you? I guess I'm puzzled because uh, I'm unaware of, of having to drive a route to pass a driver's test. In Minnesota, you just go out to the thing and you drive around the building and park the car, right? No. Uh, you mean on the course? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to take a... You don't have to... Well, it's on the sound, street? It's, well, I hate to in be, Hastings. You do take it on the street. That's where my kids all took theirs. Well, I hate to belabor this, but it sounds like this to get your license in Wisconsin, you have to, you know, go to Matamidi and back or something. Yeah, you got to take a route. I guess I, I'm got confused. Sorry, let's, let's just up. get the weather. You learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. The clouds are rolling into the eastern part of the state after a sunny day today. Uh, we'll have mainly cloudy skies overnight tonight. The low temperature drops down to 28. West winds at around 10 to 15. We may rebound a little bit tomorrow, up to about 34. But uh, with mostly cloudy skies, I think we'll see temperatures slide in the latter part of the day. West winds at 5 to 10. And then cloudy skies with some light snow possible by tomorrow night. Doesn't look like much at this point as the low drops to 10 above. Sunday, high of only 20. Then on Monday, 15 for the high. Low down to 2 above. Warms back into the mid to upper 20s for highs Tuesday and Wednesday with a chance of light snow both days. And then on Thursday, it turns colder. A very strong Arctic front moves through. 4 above maybe for the high temperature on Thursday. That could be a stretch. 5 below for the low. Friday, partly cloudy and a high of 9 above. And then over the weekend, there is a chance of snow arriving sometime Saturday evening and lasting into Super Bowl Sunday. At this point, it does look like it could be significant snow. We'll watch it and track it for you. The track of the system, obviously, is going to be very, very important. But it could really snarl up things for uh, the Super Bowl Sunday for us. Right now, Joe, it's 45, and I have the records for the day. Uh, January 26. Not too far away from the record. 52 on this date. 
52. In 1931. In 1931. 26 below zero. 26 below. In 1897. In 1897. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I'm going to let the GLers know. I know it's a scramble Friday. we got to close up this portion of the broadcast, but I want to look forward to Super Bowl week when we are going to be at the Sprint Store in Crystal. In fact, Garage Logic Sports Talk and the Ride with Royce will all be live at the Sprint in Crystal. It's 109 Willow Bend. You can get all the directions. I'm not going to give them to you right now. We're there from 1 to 6. Stop by, watch the broadcast, and you could enter to win a trip to ESPN in Bristol. This is a once-in-a-lifetime deal, so check it out. The Sprint Store in Crystal. You'll be able to find us. We're going to be there from 1 to 6. Emailer Tim has alerted me to a reason why Switzerland's the number one country in the world. Uh, good fine chocolates. A Dutch vegan who applied for a Swiss passport has had her application rejected because the locals find her too annoying. <laughs> Nancy Holton, 42, moved to Switzerland from the Netherlands when she was eight years old and now has children who are Swiss nationals. Uh-huh. However, when she tried to get a Swiss passport for herself, residents of Gip Oberfrick in the canton of Argau rejected her application. Huh. This is the way you run a country. This is how you do You're it. You're a pain in the ass, lady. You're not getting a passport. Nothing. Uh... Ms. Holton, a vegan and animal rights activist, has campaigned against the use of cowbells. I think this woman's come up before. Cowbells, that rings a bell. Yeah, there was. I mean, a, sorry, don't mean a pun. Yeah. A vegan and animal rights activist has campaigned against the use of cowbells in the village, and her actions have annoyed the locals. The residence committee argued that if she does not accept Swiss traditions and the Swiss way of life, she should not be able to become an official national. Wow. Ms. Holton told local media the bells, which the cows have to wear when they walk to and from the pasture, are heavy. No, they're not. Tanya Suter, the president of the local Swiss People's Party, claimed Holton has a big mouth and that residents did not want to grant her citizenship if she annoys us and doesn't respect our traditions. You go, girl. Responding to the rejection, Holton said, I think I spoke my mind too often and I say it out loud. Holton, who describes herself as a freelance journalist, model, and drama student, has also campaigned against a number of other Swiss traditions like hunting, pig races, and the noisy church bells in Okay, town. wait, let's uh you said model, so let's decide. Fire off her name again. I see your picture here. She's an attractive now before I'm accused oh, wait, of Wait, hang on. Let's do, let's do this. What? What do you want? What's her name? Uh Nan- Nancy Holton, H O L T E N. Oh, that doesn't that doesn't sound like she's she's from the Netherlands. Uh, oh be, yeah, she does all the photos with the the animals and stuff like that. Against uh, she previously she was previously rejected for citizenship in 2015 after residents voted to block her initial application. The case has now been transferred to the cantonal government in Argyll, which can overrule the decision and can still grant her a Swiss passport despite the objections of the locals. Okay. Local residents in Switzerland often have a say in citizenship applications, which are decided by the cantons and towns where the applicants live rather than the federal government. 
it is still very difficult to be granted Swiss citizenship, and being born in the country does not give the children or even the grandchildren of immigrants the automatic right to be Swiss. Now, before the euphorians drive off the road and think that I'm applauding uh, such rank discrimination, uh, I think it's safe, isn't it? She's white. And she's attractive. So uh, isn't she fair game to be ridiculed? I think you can ridicule it. Uh, uh-huh. And plus, lady, uh, here she is pictured with a cowbell around her neck. A lady, uh, churches ring bells. What the hell are you doing complaining about churches ringing bells? Right. It's, those, they're hey, not that heavy. Wait, it's a scramble Friday. Oh, go, go. The Sad <laughs> is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band. <laughs> and the man is Joe Suchere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Hey now. Well, I think it's a good idea myself. Yep, sure. Oh, hey, uh, you guys are back on the air. Why don't air people get in my room? <laughs> Very good. Ah, no, wasn't, wasn't You can't, can't always be fly, right on. Yeah, yeah, not right. No, no, you can't. Right? That's huh? perfection. Yeah. Some exotic booze. There's a bar in far Bombay. Come on, fly with me. We'll fly, we'll fly away. Uh, we got another list of the best and worst states and happiest cities and all this nonsense. But at least it's a Gallup poll. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota made the uh, made the best states. Uh, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Texas, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, and Maine. And in cities, this is all in the Daily Mail. It's These are worth the weight of the paper, but they're fun, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, in cities, uh, the Twin Cities made the top 25. We did? For happiest. Okay. The happiest is Boulder, Colorado, because they're all stoned out of their mind anyway. So they're just happy. Oh, happy. Of course. And then, uh, then a bunch of cities. And then you get down to... Uh, uh, 14th, North Port, Sarasota, Bradenton, Florida. Yep. Urban Honolulu. I can take Honolulu for fun. Uh-huh. Happy place. Ann Arbor, Michigan is 16. San Francisco, Oakland, Hayward, 17. 18, Colorado Springs. 19, Manchester, Nashua, New Hampshire. 20, Oxnard, Thousand Oaks, Ventura, California. 21, Washington, Arling- Arlington, Alexandria, D.C., uh, in Virginia, and then 22, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Bloomington. Well, they throw Bloomington in there, too? Mm, well, the Twin Cities, you know. Yeah, I would say Twin Cities Metro. It beats area. out Minnesota. We, we beat out San Diego, Portland, Austin, Texas. What about La Jaya? La Jaya. Uh, they're not in the top 25. Although, Seems like a happy wait, place. Wait, isn't San Diego? Well, that's probably considered, huh? Isn't that close enough? Uh, San Diego? San Diego's right below... Uh, Right below Minneapolis, St. Paul. Okay, seventy six and sunny all the time. I've never been. My wife loves San Diego. Oh, it's lovely. It looks lovely today at I the golf go to tournament. San Diego. 
1500. What time are we going? ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, what? 